Yat A. Welcome to Rejoice and Testify, a faith-building podcast about finding joy in Jesus Christ and the Book of Mormon. I'm your host, Sharice. I'm Navajo in Omaha, a military wife, mother, and a daughter of God who delights in being a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's guest is Dana, which I'm really excited about because Dana is my first Dana Navajo guest. She was born in Stanford, California, and then moved to Page, Arizona, near her Navajo relatives, and where she spent a lot of time running among the beautiful sandstone rocks. Both of her parents are Navajo and converts to the church. Dana is grateful for faithful parents who taught her about her Savior Jesus Christ and his gospel. Now, Dana and her husband Tua have five kids and are a military family, and have traveled the world. She is currently living in Alaska, and when the weather is warm, she loves exploring outdoors. But when it's cold, she likes to do yoga, listen to audiobooks, and eat an acai bowl whenever she can get one. Throughout Dana's life, she feels like she often has had to recommit herself to the gospel. When she was younger, she relied more upon her parents' testimonies. But as a teenager and into her young adult years, she had a little bit of a rebellious phase until one day she came to see that she could no longer do what she was doing because she wasn't happy. She knew she needed to change things. She knew that she needed to turn to her Savior. So she took a break from college and went home. While she was there, she recommitted herself to the gospel and also committed herself to turning her life around and make better choices and decisions. She immersed herself in the scriptures and felt a closeness to her ancestors and an even greater closeness to the Savior, and her relationship with the Savior grew. During this time, she realized what an amazing opportunity she had to really partake of the atonement and commit to do better. She soon felt like she needed to serve the Lord and give back the joy she was experiencing and share it with other people. This was the driving force that helped her decide to serve a mission, and she loved serving among the French people in the south of France. This is where her testimony continued to grow and was strengthened as she taught and spoke about the gospel, Heavenly Father, and Jesus Christ. Since her mission, she's experienced the ups and downs in life, and there have been things that have tested her testimony, but she knows she can look to the Savior and recommit herself to following Him. In each of those difficult moments, her testimony of Jesus Christ was strengthened even more, and this allowed her to make the necessary changes to become better, have empathy and sympathy for others, and see the beauty of life when we turn to our Savior Jesus Christ. Dana has such a beautiful testimony, and I'm so excited for her to share it. But before I do, I wanted to say sorry for the poor sound quality from my microphone during this conversation. I tried my best to make it work, but thankfully Dana's microphone was working perfectly. So, I hope you enjoy. Aloha, friends. So I'm here with my friend Dana, and I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, that was a traditional greeting in Navajo. Um, and what I said was, welcome, greeting my relatives and my friends. Uh, my name is Dana. I am of the Honeycomb Rock or Cliff Dwellers clan. 
I am born from the Mini Goats clan. My maternal grandfathers are of the Towering House clan. My paternal grandfathers and grandmothers are of the Bitterwater clan. And that is how I am a Diné woman. Um, when Navajos meet, this is how we greet each other. Uh, we share our four inherited clans, and um, this is what connects us to our extended families. Wow, that's beautiful. I love it. What scripture did you want to share? Um, I wanted to share First Nephi chapter 3, verse 7. And it is, And it came to pass that I, Nephi, said unto my father, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. For I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save ye shall prepare a way for them, that they may accomplish the thing which he commandeth them. Great. Why is that scripture important to you? I love this scripture. I feel like throughout my life, you know, as a member of the church, um, I've had callings. You know, and within the military, we're moving every three to four years. We're moving into a new ward, a new branch. And, um, you know, our callings change quite often. And um, there's been times where, you know, maybe spiritually I maybe not be as strong as in other times. And I feel like it's in those times that I've really relied on the scripture. Um, I just really feel a closeness to it when I think of, like, well, we know the story here. Le- Lehi is, you know, asking his children to go back and get the plates, right? And Laman and Lemuel are, like, complaining, like they don't want to go. But Nephi, you know, just comes out, and instead of murmuring, you know, he just immediately tells his dad, you know, I will go and do. So I, I really feel a, a connection to that when I have callings. Like, I, I, I remember the story, and it makes me think, you know, I need to not being like a layman and Lemuel, even though sometimes, you know, things can be difficult and more like a Nephi and more just being willing to take on callings and knowing that, you know, Heavenly Father will provide and fill in those, you know, areas where I may not feel as confident or, you know, um, adequate to like, you know, fulfill that calling. I feel through experience, I have seen him and his hand, you know, just fill in those areas, have given me just amazing experiences, and then just strengthen my testimony even more, you know, as I go on. Yeah, that's really great. I like to often think, like, all we have to take is baby steps, because sometimes we just want to run, get it done. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as moms, um, you just have to multitask, right? Right. <laughs> but I've learned that I need to slow down, take a step back, and even taking a step back is fine. Yeah, for sure. And just even the baby steps. I'm like, baby steps are okay. They, they work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's really fun, the things that we can learn and to see our own growth. Yeah. And then the confidence that we gain. Yeah. I yeah. Feel like that is the most one of the most valuable things. For sure. I think so too. Um when I we were stationed in Germany and um I got called as a seminary teacher. Um and I completely 
freaked out because I was like, I don't think I'm a seminary teacher. I don't even, I'm so worried about it. I just felt so in, inadequate and I felt like I was not very cool to, <laughs> for like, to, to teach like all of these young people. I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure if I could do this. And I remember talking to my husband. It was like one of the times where I felt like, you know, I was a little hesitant. Normally I'm like, okay, I, don't, I may not feel as confident, but I'm just going to do it. It was one of the times where I just felt like I'm just not sure if I'm I can do this role, and um, I would just thought about like all of my other previous callings, and um, it, in particular one when we were living in California, um, I got called as a young woman president, and my husband was just super busy in, in the hospital, and I had all my little kids were little, and so I knew I had to be committed to like a week of, you know, mutual, and uh, like every week, and being able to, I didn't know, I didn't know how I was going to juggle it, <laughs> but sure enough, you know, I, uh, well, one, I, I told the bishop, I was like, I don't know if I can do this, but he's just like, Dana, you were the name. You were the. You are who needs to be in this spot, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And um, I just found people who were just like, you know, I had a neighbor across the street that was the sweetest person ever. Um, her name was Carmen. Took my kids every single week, nearly, and watched them for me while I went into did mutual, like young men, young women's with the kids, and. Um, I had a, I had a difficult situation in our ward that I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to try to fix or help. But of course, you know, you rely on the Lord. He knows exactly what needs to happen. And um, he puts those thoughts in your mind and you kind of make it happen. Mm -hmm. And later on, you realize that that's what you needed. And um, so it was like when I saw what had happened in California, again, it was brought back to my memory when I was in Germany. And I realized, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it was such a rewarding experience. I was able to teach three of my kids. And um, it was really special. It was just like, and the the preparation, you know, that, that has to go into that is just like, I don't know. For me, it was also life-saving because it just felt like, I felt so blessed to have the opportunity to really dig in deep to the scriptures yeah. and like really take apart things that I may have never thought about before, but, um, but I'm thinking about, you know, sharing this with like these young people and like trying to help them relate and wanting them to liken it to themselves. Like, how can I do that? Like, how can I get them to do that? And, um, and of course it's not you, right? Yeah. It's a spirit. You know, and that's just what you're trying to bring into that classroom. And, and hopefully, you know, it's some of that stuff gets absorbed and it helps them on later on. But, but yeah. Yeah, and it's great because when we ask questions to Heavenly Father, that's when we get personal revelation. Yeah. And you were qualified and you did it. <laughs> <laughs> and how has the Book of Mormon strengthened your testimony of Jesus Christ? Oh, it's like everything. I mean, you know, I, we, uh, in your introduction, you know, you said you were a Diné, um, Navajo, and, you know, I am as well. And um, I feel like a real connection, especially that the Come Follow Me lesson where you've got to read like the introduction, the title page, mm -hmm. like the part where it comes and it talks about, you know, we are the descendants, you know, the Lamanites. And um, I... Every time, like, I read that part, actually, the first time, like, I read it, like, 
I, it hit me in such a different way, stunning it this time. Like I got really emotional because I just, I just felt like, um, I just felt like these were like my ancestors words, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just like, they were calling to me, you know, like, just like, you're going to find yourself and you're going to know us like through reading this. And, but most importantly, like you're going to be even closer to the savior. And I don't know. I just love that. Um, I love that the Book of Mormon can do that. But most importantly, like it really is special, which is our own heritage, you know, having that, you know, these are our ancestors. And it's kind of special to read that and know that like their challenges, almost like a journal, right? Mm-hmm. That we're like reading what their everyday, like the struggles and everything they were facing. Um but yeah, it's changed my life in that way. I feel just the closest to it, not only to the Savior, which is the most important thing, but a special closeness to like my ancestors. Yeah, I feel that so strong. And that's a huge part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast. And it's really scary. <laughs> I'm like, I don't feel like I can do this. But whenever I read the Book of Mormon... I get so much strength that I didn't know that I had. And it's because of those ancestors. Yeah. And there's so many of our people today that don't have that knowledge. So I'm great that I have a sister. (laughs) (laughs) Not only in Christ, but a Diné sister to help me be brave and for us to share the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what does it mean to you to know that you are a beloved child of God? Uh, I think it's special. I think, you know, I served my mission in the south of France. And I remember when I would teach people, we would talk about, you know, Heavenly Father. They would often feel like, you know, God was so distant. You know, either he was kind of a all-powerful, maybe a little scary God or maybe someone they don't really, you can't really have a relationship with. He's just God, and that's kind of it. And um, and I just remember on my mission, just feeling like like no, like you can, you are His children, and He loves you so much. Like you can have that relationship with Him, just like any like your earthly father, or you know someone who's very special to you. You know that like has you know helped guide you and support you. He is that. You can have that relationship. And um, and I just, I love that. I love knowing that we were literal sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father. It kind of changes, you know, everything. And um, my, uh, my husband and I, you know, we had just done a, um, I had just posted on our Facebook, like we had just got done doing this activity with the youth in our stake in Alaska. And they had asked us to, you know, share how we are able to combine our culture and being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Like, how does that work? Like, how are you able to mesh it? And um, they just asked us, you know, to just a quick kind of share your testimony, how you do that, a little bit about your culture. And, um, and it was so special. And I've just... I think the key takeaway that we we took away from that, you know, is that finding the good in your culture, right? Mm -hmm. Sticking, holding on to that, learning it. That's the most important thing. Heavenly Father, you know, made us all different. And it's a beautiful thing to come from different areas and, and, you know, learn about different, um, 
cultures and, um, you know, the way people do things. But most importantly, understanding that, like, who we truly are, though, are children of God, right? right? And we kind of get, like, that extra little, the cultures, like, the extra little spice or the flavor that Mm -hmm. kind of just adds to, like, you know, the diversity of, like, the world and just how beautiful that is. And, um, you know, my husband did, I felt like he did a better job at, like, just really conveying that. And it was beautiful. We had such a great time. And we really just, like, felt the spirit. And and I think that's, for us, was, like, our testimony. Like, you know, we really felt like, um, you know, Heavenly Father loves all of us. He loves all of us and all his children. He does. Yeah. One of my favorite pictures of the Savior is the one where all of the little kids from throughout the world, yeah. all different cultures, all different people are surrounding him, and he's just enjoying them. Yeah, I love that. And I love being able to, like, um, now that we've been in the military and we move around so much, mm-hmm. like, it's so exciting to live in different places and meet so many different people. And I think it's like really, I think it's really special. I love to be able to share my culture as much as I can, right? I'm not, I've never really lived on the reservation for a long period of time. So, but being able to learn about, you know, stories and things that are related to our culture, like my parents teaching us, like, I love being able to share that with people. And, um, but yeah, it's just great. It's great. I love it. I love it. And we were in, um, my husband served his mission in Austria, and we were visiting a family there. And um, this family, my husband has known for so long, and he ended up being related to them through marriage. And um, they, uh, so they've known each other, they kind of knew about us. And we, it was my first time meeting them. And I remember we pulled up, the family came out, and this dad just like this Austrian like grandpa like comes right up and he comes right up to me and he just like holds my hand and he just holds it in his and he's just like holding like this and he's like you are a Lamanite you are a Lamanite and it was so touching to me because I just thought oh my gosh like even today like I couldn't like he felt so like just never having the chance to like meet anybody, right. you know, and then actually knowing. And he was so excited to meet me. And he's just like, tell me, he's like, I want to know more. He's like, tell me some more, you know, <laughs> I was like, it's so cute. It was just so sweet. It was so sweet. And it, but it really touched me because it, I didn't think about it really, you know, it didn't hit me that, you know, we share that like special connection to the Book of Mormon. And it really made me feel special, especially like just traveling all over Europe. And um, yeah, I just think um, it, uh, it's great. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your testimony. I am so grateful. Thank you. <laughs> and especially because this was really random. Um, <laughs> she just popped up in Hawaii. She's just visiting family. So I said, can I please interview you? <laughs> I know. I know. I was so nervous. But I was like, okay, we got to do it. We got to do it. That'd be so great. But yeah, thank you for asking me. Thank it was you. so fun. Thank you. I loved the time I got to spend with Dana, and I hope you feel as uplifted as I do after hearing her rejoice and testify of Jesus Christ and the Book of Mormon. 
The light of Christ truly emanates from her, and I love how she's learned to put her faith in God, and even though she sometimes doubts herself, she keeps moving forward and trusts the Lord and lets Him guide her, and in the end, she gains all the confidence she needs to fulfill her callings at church and everything else she needs to do in her life. I really loved how she said she is always recommitting herself to the gospel so she can become better and do the things the Lord asks of her. I also find myself doing this all of the time, and that's why I am so grateful to partake of the sacrament every week. The Savior wants us to come to Him time and time again because He has so much to offer us. He is so merciful, and He will fulfill all His covenants to His people. This is why I love studying this week's Come Follow Me lesson, titled, Oh, How Great the Plan of Our God, in Second Nephi chapters 6-10. through 10. In these chapters, Nephi's younger brother, Jacob, teaches about very powerful doctrine and rehearses the words of Isaiah and teaches us how the Savior saves us from sin and death through His infinite atonement. Second Nephi 9 is so powerful, and it tells us how Jesus Christ's atonement is everything and how it can bring us eternal joy. I know that there is so much for me to learn from these chapters, so I started off with the question under the section, The Savior's Atonement is Infinite. My question was, Why do we need the atonement of Jesus Christ? Then I turned to Ether chapter 1 and read about how the brother of Jared's family and friend's language wasn't confounded by the Lord during the building of the Tower of Babel, because the brother of Jared was highly favored of the Lord. And when he cried unto the Lord and asked that their language wouldn't be confounded, the Lord had compassion on him and didn't confound their language. And, even more, he promised to lead them to a choice land and make them a great nation. As I read Ether 1.35, this is where I got my answer to why we need the atonement of Jesus Christ. Because we need his compassion. It not only says it in verse 35, but it also repeats it in verses 37 and 40. As I thought about this, I thought back to all the times the Savior has been so compassionate to me. I know I need my Savior Jesus Christ and His infinite atonement because through it I receive His unconditional love and compassion. If I didn't have those things, then I wouldn't be who I am today. Just like the brother of Jared, I cry out to the Lord for help, forgiveness, and guidance because He is so compassionate and knows how to help me. Like when we lost our sweet baby girl two years ago to a rare and severe congenital heart defect. At the beginning of the third trimester, our baby was going into heart failure, and there was nothing the doctors could do. And after feeling her not move, we went to the hospital, and she was slipping away. Her heart was slowly beating. So I had to have an emergency C-section in hopes that we might get to spend a little time with her. During the quick time of the OR prep, the resident doctor, Dr. Maddie, was an angel sent from heaven. She is one of the most compassionate doctors and people I have ever met. During the prep, I had to be separated from my husband, and Dr. Maddie held my hand and talked to me the entire time and kept me calm so I didn't have to be put to sleep and until my husband was allowed in. She was a compassionate angel the Lord sent to me in a time of great need. When our sweet baby was brought to us, 
the doctor said. I'm so sorry. We couldn't find a heartbeat. And all you could hear in the operating room was me crying. Our sweet baby was already in the arms of our loving and compassionate Savior. I want to read something I wrote during that time. One day, one moment, one thing at a time is what I keep telling myself. The whole of emptiness, yet the heaviness of losing one you love is so taxing and overwhelming. It's something you can't really know what it's like until you experience it, and it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. We hoped and prayed that I would get better and we'd be able to add to our family for many years, and the time had finally come. We were blessed with our first precious baby girl. Sometimes there aren't any words to express the grief and sadness we feel, but I'm so grateful I have such a loving and caring husband who's been by my side through all of this to hold me and literally carry me when I just can't do it. Together we ultimately rely on the Lord and His goodness. Through a loving and caring Savior, we've felt so much joy and peace, and to me that is amazing, because the pain is just so incredibly hard. I heard it beautifully said today from a podcast I listened to, Come Follow Me For Us. She said, We are heartbroken, but we are not broken because of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Wow. Yes, in the pain and suffering, there is joy, and that joy comes because Jesus Christ suffered and died for us. Because of him, I can tell myself that we didn't lose our daughter, we gained our daughter. And because of the covenants that me and my husband have made in the temple with God, we will be reunited with her again. This is so amazing, incredibly and absolutely amazing. All praise and glory to God. That was the end of my entry. But after feeling stuck in the grief and sadness of losing my daughter, I had always hoped for. It wasn't until I realized why the Savior's atonement is so important that it helped me to start moving through the hurt and pain. I had my loving and compassionate Father in Heaven, Savior, husband, my boys, and family and friends to help love and take care of me. It took some time, but now when I think of my sweet baby girl, I have so much joy and happiness. I really do. This is only possible because of our loving and compassionate Savior. I cannot imagine my life without the Savior and His infinite atonement. I know the Savior is aware of your needs and desires, so please look to Him and put your faith in Him and His infinite atonement. Especially if you are facing a difficult trial, pray, ask questions, and find your answers in the Book of Mormon. The Lord has them there waiting for you. Thank you so much for being here, and may you always strive to walk in beauty. This podcast is not sponsored by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and the views expressed here are my own.